0: Bo bo, bo. <laughs> Or something like that, Will. Something like that.
1: We We're doing our own intro music because um, our editor uh, might take a couple of days to get back to us. And actually, in fairness, uh, we're so late on this show again because of just various things
0: that have well, been happening. Well, firstly, we were... Last week on Sunday, yes. and when we came to record in the studio, we were locked out of the studio. We were. We? But that's happened. We couldn't get in and we didn't want to break in because that would have been pretty bad for everybody concerned. Yep. And then we were going to record with our funky outdoor broadcasting equipment. But there was surf on the Monday, so we just went surfing instead. So sorry about that. Uh, yeah, but what a... Listen, if you're going to walk your talk and being a surfing podcast yeah. and be late for a certain reason, yeah. let's make it let's about surf. <laughs> and then I had to go to work, which is unfortunate. That happens. So I was there till Friday. And then we, and then what, where are we back at the weekend?
1: Back on the weekend. And well, here we are. And um, there's been lots of things happening. We've surfed different spots and it's been interesting. I definitely, definitely such a silly word, really, because you don't know, do you? Um, it fell a little bit near death on on a certain. Day, there was on a certain break which I won't name but where near where we live um, and who knew that where we live could get like that um, but I'm going to I was saying to you before we went on air it's a big claim this one it's a big claim this one but it is the heaviest surf I've had I think just yeah. in general um, the take off was exceptionally difficult and I think for my skill level um, and a level of courage I think my courage outweighs my skill level sort of thing. Then that's why I got so throttled because mm-hmm. I sort of, what's well, probably courage, it's probably a mix of courage and ego because I had a, a local, you know, calling me into this, this absolute bomb. And was he saying, get on, boy. Get on, boy. Get in this, Sam. Um, yeah.
0: Where's he from, this local? I was going to
1: say, where is
0: this local from? A mix of like... Australian, South Dutch African.
1: Dutch and South African yeah. and Australian. Get on there, Barry. Get on there, boy. Come on, you're away, boy. There it is, boy. Like a, she- like a sort of farmer sheep herding sheep. I was just going to say, that's like whip, a sheep. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> <Whip, whip>. That <laughs> sounds like sheep. It's like the sheep dog. Um, One Man and His Dog, wasn't that what it's called? Oh, what Something a great like show. That. And, um, but yeah, I think, I think it was a great insight into sort of ego mixed with your ability level. So I think we've said this before, that ego can actually help you in some ways... Rather than always just hinder you, because like everything, there's duality in in, in all things, and an ego in that moment was sort of like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of it was just like, right, I've got a front up because there's a guy here that's a local and he wants to see that you know, can is does this guy deserve to actually be in this in this lineup? But we it, 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 it would have been it, it would be ex- exactly the same with, with waves like you know, pipeline and stuff. Is yes? Fair enough. It's a much lesser wave where we were, and it's much colder and there's way fewer people.
0: Uh, but there's, there's a similar sort of parallels. Um, well, it, it also goes back to that whole thing that uh, William Finnegan said, and we uh, quote this many times over the last sort of 70-odd episodes or so, is that wave is, is measured in increments of fear rather than size, isn't it? So if you combine cold, dark, size, power, all that together, it can be more frightening than other situations where, you know, the tape measure comes out and goes, well, that was bigger. What does big mean anyway in surfing? It's about power and fear, isn't it? So true. And and th- these weren't coming in that large, like you said,
1: dude, that's a very good point. Um, they were coming in at, at, let's say, wave face height, uh, double overhead. So that's that's solid uh, by anyone's standard. Um, but they were they were lurching onto a shallow reef and had a kind of warp on them. That was that was throwing down the line yeah. like a like a barrel ahead of you as well as so you you're sort of not just negotiating the takeoff you're negotiating the first section which was which was a, a barreling section so you but it's the thickness of it all including with the cold and the and the, the rocks so when you're taking off there's so many rocks nearby and stuff so it was <clears throat> it was it was scary and it was kind of one of these ones where I had a definitely the wipeout of my life and I I got held down. Um, which initially I'm used to you hit the bottom fine no big deal and you get you I, I've got a calm setting for that I've been there enough times okay there's the cart right ragdoll. relax just I had no convulsions I just relaxed and then you give it a bit of time UK okay cool thanks wave right let me up now right I went to push off the floor of the ocean and it was like a sort of bag of cement on the back of my shoulders. Right. Okay, so that's not going to happen, right? Getting a little bit panicky. Push again, using my wetsuit boots to just push off the reef again. Not happening. Okay, I'm pa- I'm getting a bit panicky now. And then I got I got flipped another go by the wave, so held under for another bit of dragging down the reef and that 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 panic was panic buttons. And I f- fully pressed the red button. And start convulsing and, and going, let me the fuck up. And then I had to really swim hard to get up. And I was thinking, Wow, this is tasty. Finally got up and took a huge, huge gulp of air. Then had more lickings, more poundings on the head, more sets. So it was a good twenty minutes. That was a that was a twenty minutes where you find out your level of grit. Yeah. And thankfully, it goes quite deep the well. Because I sort of worked my way around. And the breathing was the most important thing because the breathing work we always talk about on the show in relation to fear or anything for that matter, stress, fear, worry, whatever it might be, um, is so important because you have this body which affects the mind. And my body was in a state of, of affecting my mind. And it's because of adrenaline. Adrenaline makes your mind race and you think of this thought and that thought and there's all these thoughts. Going on, and and most of them are rational, to be to be frank. If if it had gone to a level where it truly felt like I'd almost died, like I was you know semi passing out, and yeah. and really really had gone there, I think obviously I would have just got out. But I, I I sort of collected myself and knew I had still a fair bit left in the tank, even though I had hit the panic button in the way that I did. But in hindsight, as I was breathing through it, I realised I'd I'd hit that button. A good 20 seconds before I can actually handle. So that's what's fascinating about the mind because my mind had decided that's enough's enough. It's yeah. time to fight. And actually, it was way too soon, really, because I could have stayed just more and more relaxed and just stayed in there and no big deal. And just because eventually a wave stops. There's only so far, even in Maui at Jaws, there's only so far it's going to rumble on. And you just stay relaxed, stay relaxed, hold your breath. But I didn't. I knew in hindsight that I'd hit that button too soon. So so as I was breathing through it, I went, right, I'm going to, when I go back into that lineup, if it happens again, which it might, even on my next wave, more relaxed. There's your learning. Just just relax a bit longer because you were only down for like eight seconds. It felt like an eternity. It was a long eight seconds because it's pitch black because the water's brown. (laughs) There's rocks. It's, you know, it's not, it's cold, it's freezing. You know, it's not like being in, Hawaii, where at least it's clear and warm and, you know, it's, it adds to the whole element of it. Um But it's it's amazing, this nuance of surfing around the mind and body. We find it, you and I, fascinating, dude, it's why we do what we do on this show. Um But I got back in the mixer and back on the horse, deep breaths, believe in yourself. That's probably the biggest one of all. And that's the one I've said to you before, dude, because you and I have both had situations where, where you, you know, you've had fear get into you in that surf like we all do but it's believing in your ability it's believing in your takeoff it's a it's and you can't convince someone of a belief it's it's crazy it's like you know (laughs) you have to have it yourself obviously but the belief aspect is so important like yeah you can do this you've done it before and even if you haven't you have to somehow believe that you can and that's kind of like anything like you know when you know martin luther king was doing what he was doing you had to believe in a future that was different to now you had
0: to believe in something you have to train your mind as much as your body and and sometimes that's the that's the most important part to train that's it because the body responds in exactly the way you need it to if you train properly and you train well but the mind will question the training sometimes and and will go off on tangents and distract itself and give it give you give you a reason to not do it so uh but welcome to my world now you know how i feel when we are in four foot surf so i'm glad i'm actually i'm the happiest person for your near-death experience that you could uh, wish to meet <laughs> it's like there you go there's your payback uh, it's but al- almost the same time that we went surfing uh, that spot in North Devon. I probably can say Croyd because that's not a secret spot. No, it was hardly ma- a secret spot. massive and, uh, and and moving. The water was so heavy mm. and you gave me your six foot two puddle jumper to, to try and get out the back where one of the only people that was surfing it was Andrew Cotton, the big worst. <laughs> That's It's only four people in Liam. Come on, it'll be easy. game. in. Yeah, Look, I know. It's quiet. I know. Yeah.
1: I know. It's, it's one of those moments when you, and you do, you kind of, you find out what your comfort zone is. And, yeah. and on that day... I found out actually mine wasn't there. Yeah, it it went beyond that level, quite a far, quite far beyond my level of comfort that I have for myself. But now it's been stretched, and I'd happily go back and do it again.
0: Well, isn't you know, that it's,
1: great? It's, it's 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 for me. It's that thing where the breathing aspect and knowing your mind body relationship is so important because you've got to be able to decipher the irrational from the rational. Yeah, and ninety percent of those thoughts are irrational. Like, oh, what about this? Of what if that happened? You could do that about anything. You know, oh. It's, it's just like anything. So fear is that that acronym, and I love that acronym. It's FEARS. It stands for f- uh, False
0: Evidence Appearing Real. Wow. Well that, there we go. And
1: it's true, because
0: yes. you're going through all this mind isn't stuff. That, isn't that a, a good point in time
1: yeah, well, globally to remind I, everyone I, of I, that? Absolutely. Um, but, I got, yeah, I got back on the horse, and I got some bombs. I still got some lickings, too. In fact, one of the worst ones was when I then was just... surfing's hilarious it's so humbling i was just going for a wave pulled out (laughs) and when waves are really heavy they do suck you no matter what if you even pull out and pull the anchors in they still like suck you along for a while Mm. so i got sucked along a bit and then realized that i'm now in the impact zone (laughs) so i looked back and went oh dear so i threw my board out the way and actually it's a good little tactic i did this thing where I fully had to, I had to ditch dive because there's no way you're diving those. And I'm just throwing the board out the way, just swim under, next one, swim under, no big deal. But as I swam under the first one, I quickly, quickly grabbed my leash at the same time. So I did this thing where I sort of pulled, I swam under and then pulled my board down, mm. not my board, but my leash mm. down with me. So I knew I had my board in my hand, mm. kind of. And it was really cool. So if you ever, if any of you ever find yourself in that situation and you're getting worked and worked, just quickly grab your... You've got to ditch dive. You've got to go without the board and just swim under, but just quickly grab the leash because the leash is your north. You know, it's... Even if you're getting tumbled, your board will... So buoyant, it's always, always going to be yeah. going north. So I did that and actually that helped, but it was hilarious because I was like, how am I in this again when I've, <laughs> I didn't even get wiped out? But that's what happens when, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing ventured, nothing gained. And, and the couple of the rides I got, uh, were right I'll remember on my deathbed. It was special, yeah. special, special. On those those few that I had, um, I'll remember forever. And the, the rush, and you talk about this rush that people get with big waves, and I, I do, I can really understand why they do it. Now, a lot of people think they're fucking crazy for doing it, but I understand why they do it. It's it's life at its at its most visceral. It's like, it's so, like your
0: brain, is just, like, it's like a drug. It really is like a drug. Well, even on the micro le- version of that, it's, it's why people enjoy things like roller coasters, isn't it? Because yeah. the confrontation of your fears and in overcoming those fears, the elation you get on the other side of surviving what you think is the scariest monster in the world is euphoric. And, that, and that's surfing in a nutshell in many ways, isn't it? Because always you're pushing, whatever your, look, whatever your uh, comfort zone, as you say, Will, is. It, it could be three and a half foot, on a stormy day or it could be 20, 30 foot, you know, I watched Ben gravy surfing in Nazareth the other day and, you know, seeing him frightened of that as you turn up and you can see the size of the wave and the pound pounding waves. And is one of those things where you go to step through that takes something of the mind more than the body. And, but once you're there and once you're through the is, you know it, it's like no other feeling and it stays Peter, with you Peter. forever more than a mm. buying or a possession of something mm. isn't it it's it's an experience Definitely. that you can't you can't fake and you can't replace really 100% it's, it's quite a, it's it's a, it's a raw truth that sensation of overcoming whatever fear you might be facing
1: massively and also it's really important to keep in mind that if fear stops us from taking action with something and the comfort zone just feels too far away, like we can't stretch it, then that has to be fine. Yeah. Because there's never, A, never a comparison, and B, to thyself known be true. You know, you know yourself, how you are, how you manage you. And if you're listening to this and you've been in situations you don't want to go back to because they scared you, then it doesn't matter. Cause, well, exactly. It just It's your own journey. You know, your, your surf journey is yours uniquely to you. Well, we've done that, um, you and I. I mean,
0: I regular listeners will know i do not like pounding Mm -hmm. heavy surf Mm -hmm. um it has to be i like it when you know it's within my kind of like you say you you have a broad spectrum comfort zone i like to push it because that's just i think inherent in what we've been doing and Mm -hmm. and you go further and further outside of that but those incremental pushes allow you to go then to the next level Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to also know yourself and sometimes go you know it's a it's a howling you know, huge onshore day and it's mm. gnarly. Am I as keen to go in? No. 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 And yeah. that's just that,
1: how it is. That's, and that's fine. And also you've got to remember that your level of experience in the journey yeah, has not only taken place when you're older. Yeah. Thanks for um, the reminder. Thanks for a reminder, Will. Um <laughs> it's also taken place only recently. Yeah. So it's letting oneself have have time. Give yeah. you so, be patient yeah. with it as well. Um because there's no doubt that you what you can go in now is more than what it was. It is yeah. a, a few, quite a few feet more, but not just feet. And when we talked about this before, it's actually just the, the power of. Well, I think that, the surf too. Did that you, stuff we had at that that weekend in in CIDI, Don't mind saying yes, because that is definitely not a secret. Yeah. Um, was four feet overhead, but it was yeah. it was powerful. So it was getting near double overhead, and I would say that the having us know you, that was probably. In, in having been out the back in that trying yeah. to get ways is probably the gnarliest yeah. maybe surf that you've, you've, you've been in mm-hmm. and you were in it mm-hmm. you were going for it you were getting what and you wiped out mm-hmm. too and you know, maybe next time you can go even further and, yeah. and, and take off even deeper or whatever but like we always say even if you didn't it wouldn't wouldn't matter I think a lot was really interesting this this is why that that to thyself known be tree thing is so important because we I don't know whether it's because my ego is so big that I have to. I have to go and and get that that big wave anyway. Or whether it is just truly intrinsic drives or not, I don't. I don't quite know. And it's hard to know, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Because
1: it's subconscious. So often, it's you don't really know. You just got to make your call. But um, but if you're patient and you persevere, taking your surfing, and then we are purely talking about the levels of comfort here, of not not just um, performance on a wave, yeah. but actually the. The, the where are you happy with three feet five feet eight feet yeah. whatever that the the as the years roll on just you know that you can keep testing yourself i think one thing that's also important to remember is equipment because i was out in the puddle jumper that day because i didn't know what to expect it's always my go-to board mm. when i don't know what to expect and that thing was chaos um it it was it was fine actually once i was on the face that's some amazing ride it was beautiful it was more just the drop. It was just purely the drop. It just what I needed was your. I kept thinking of what I was like. I don't know. I do this all the time. I'm, I'm having a great surf, but I'm then also thinking, oh, I could be on another board. But your twenty, yeah, six eight or whatever it is, seven 7, yeah. Oh, seven zero. I mean, that would have been you. a dream. You can buy With a little pintail. Oh, there you go.
0: Eight hundred quid.
1: Classic. <laughs> I would actually for for big waves this season, this winter. I'd, we'll have a chat. We'll have a chat. Yeah, but rent, rent it. Rent, I'll rent it off you. But um, have you been finding that theme, Do that false evidence appearing real? What's the you were erring on something on that just just now? You're talking in relation to society right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously this this whole show ebbs and flows through the medium of surfing into everyday life doesn't it you know we we live sadly we don't surf every single day of every single minute and if we did we wouldn't appreciate the scarcity of surfing but i think from the very beginning of this enterprise we've talked a lot about fear comfort zone finding yourself authenticity all of the things that actually relate to finding that sort of being in the here and now that ultimate truth isn't there of just what what is real is right now where we where we're sitting and and all of the good stuff that comes from being immersed in the ocean and therefore nature, and again, that's kind of there's a raw uh, authenticity to that, and it's it's unhindered. Why people find it so uh, therapeutic is it's unhindered by the voices of humans with either an agenda um, or a, a kind of idea of what uh, version of events or uh, Uh, truth they want to put on you so you find yourself able to escape from the the day-to-day um noise that presents itself whatever that might be whether it's somebody's opinion on uh the the sports team you're involved in or whether they're talking about the pandemic you know all of this stuff uh we're, we're 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 basically bombarded with messages about what we should or shouldn't do or how we should or shouldn't feel and, and often the very baseline of that to generate enough of a response from us humans, who are sometimes victims of the way our mind reacts to these situations, is to poke the fear button. And as soon as that fear button is poked, it's not a, it, even if it's a perceived threat... Your body starts to react to it in in, in ways, and then you're throwing uh, you know this sense of uh, people's opinion about what you should and shouldn't do with yourself and so on and so forth and you and I have always been people will for and again this kind of has, has come across who just sort of want to live, live and let live genuinely zero judgment on everybody else, although we're humans, so we fall into that now and again because who doesn't of course but at the same time that you you're just free to surf and be left alone and the, the sort of drumbeat of fear that I think exists in this in this world even has an impact on well it certainly does on me because I consume news and I you know involved in uh, running businesses and having to try and navigate that for people but it is it is so far from being a healthy way of communicating if you like with the world or trying to get the world to sort of uh, think by drumming up a sense of division and fear and it it, it, it is the antithesis to everything that we're doing. You know, it's the polar opposite of how things could be if we all, us um, human beings, sat on planet uh, Earth, if we all decided to just be a united force and have that kind of energy that's all about for the greater good rather than an opinion on what somebody isn't or isn't doing or whether they respond to the kind of fear. And if we all embraced a little bit more, like we do in surfing, or rejected this kind of concept that fear will stop you doing the things that you love, you know, Mm. because if we were all, you know, uh, held back by our fear, Mm. uh, we wouldn't go surfing Mm. because the water is dangerous. Uh, the waves can be dangerous, you know, but we know that by overcoming that as humans, we actually live rather than just survive. You know, we're thriving, we're enjoying, we're playful. We're doing all of the stuff that, makes being alive, being alive, you know, mm. rather than just sort of sitting in panic and being frozen in the headlights. So it's it's about, I think, overcoming that in life as much as it is in the surf. And the two things are perfectly intertwined. And, and I think kind of connecting it, if I'm not on too much of a sort of long uh, d- diatribe here on this, is that one of the things that you and I talked about around ego and being able to see... Uh, the world from different positions, right? So, you know, to see all sides of an argument, because there's all, there's probably more than two sides to every argument, is also accepting, uh, if you like, ideas or opinions that might not be your own and listening to those things. And it, it sort of got me thinking in the last week about how we've evolved this surf journey as well, you know, and looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I need to listen to feedback about how I'm surfing. And if I'm prepared and grown up enough to say, yeah, that's actually that's the raw truth, then you can start to make improvements. And the same way that in the world is, you know, do you listen to people who have an agenda and uh, have a self-interest in what they're telling you? Or do you listen to those people that have almost everything to lose by telling you the truth, but are prepared to say it anyway? In your best interest, for mm, example. Mm. And so all of those things combined, just got, it just got me thinking this week in what has been mm. quite a kind of heavy news week, hasn't it, in the yeah, UK? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you go, wow, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to unpack out there. But I think the biggest thing that we can do is, and given that we're talking about fear, is to resist, if you like, the idea that we should live our lives consumed and controlled by fear. Mm, That's not like, confronting. Totally
1: agree. I am... Um in this whole time, I have never before felt that truth of uh, we attract what we are, mm. attract who we are, because I haven't, I haven't f- personally felt that afraid in this time and haven't read that much. I, mean, I, don't, I don't read or digest basically any news, full stop uh and when someone told me about lockdown the very first one yeah. i was told by a neighbor yeah oh do you know that the, the country's i was like really that's how little i knew so then eventually when lockdown started i said oh what day is it going to be oh it's going to be like next on friday okay friday i was thinking, and then i went oh okay and then kept getting updates from various people because i let everyone else read the news for me and then they can just tell me what's the day oh what's boris said oh yeah that, oh right fine because it doesn't affect my life, it doesn't change my life until it does, and then, and then when it does, someone will tell me about it, or, or at least I'll be able to go out in the street and go, oh, it's quiet. I'll maybe it's a lockdown. And I'll go back on the internet and find out if it's a lockdown. My point is, I'd rather not make myself feel afraid for no purpose until there's a definite. Okay, that's a change, like because it's all kind of hearsay, all that chat what? and opinions, and what? because it's for me, it's 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 the wellness of. Um, like you said, dude, living, let, living and let live, and knowing that, it's just all these different opinions. It's, it's basically we, it's, we live in a society now where debate has has seemed to have evaporated, um, and there's kind of there seems to be fewer opinions, as in there's there's, there's fewer variations on. Uh, looking at things.
0: Well, they don't get through, do they? They don't get through.
1: Nobody, but, yeah. it, but it's the opinions that, that I find the most humbling because, of course, everyone has a different one. So you, if, if everyone has a different one, in the end, we have to accept each other's opinions rather than fight against them. Still, still be able to find uh, the happy medium amongst all that, obviously. And that takes some serious um, skill and foresight and all these kind of things. But I've got to also mention this quote that I saw the other day, which kind of sums up, this whole thing of, of opinions and really having to let someone's opinion be while you have yours and still be in peace about that. Because it's okay to, one person wants to do that with their life, you know, you do this, as long as you're not harming each other and that's okay. Well, that, I
0: mean, there it is, isn't it? And I'd love to hear it because that's the, that's the thing. The, the only thing we should all fear are people or forces trying to control the freedom that we should have as uh, free-spirited human beings. Yeah. So that's the bit is the control and judgment. But even,
1: even then, dude, I would counter that and say, I don't think being afraid is still necessary at that point. No. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I know what you mean. I know what you're getting yeah. at. I still don't think it's actually useful to ever be afraid. It, it, do you know what I mean? It, yeah, I think fear it, is a motive and a reason to do something is is... Well, dare I say we trap the same. True, you know, it's, true, true, Do you know actually. what I mean? So if yeah, we're in that f- energy field if, if, of be, be, fear being and f- anger, being, whatever.
0: Being afraid is a wrong description. It's, it's being prepared to, like, and do something about it. Just do it.
1: something and do it and do it calmly, like yeah. you always
0: would, and yeah. do it in that way. I know
1: what you're trying to say, but I just think it's important. You know, it's that energy, where do you come from? It's like the Mother Teresa quote we have talked about before, which, you know, she was asked to go to an anti-war demo. And she said, I'm not going to go to an anti-war demo. And they said, yeah, well, we're fighting against the... The people who are and she said no, there's no. I'm not fighting anyone. And they're like, well, yeah, but you're our, you know, figurehead. She said, right, okay. If you have a peaceful, call it demonstration if you want to call it that. But if you just have a peaceful, this is what we want. And the banners inscribed on them are not not what you want, but what you want. Yeah, like we don't hate this and no, 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 no hate. We're not having. Then I'll go because that is for two reasons. One. Humans are so much more resourceful when they're calm. Yes. So they find solutions yeah. when they're calm. Look at the Nelson Mandelas of this world. Yeah. When he, when you look at that calmness and that that astute conscious, that real higher consciousness of a man like that, he can make change because he does it calmly and consciously. You know, when he was asked to buy his subordinates, to, you know, we want to fill this rugby team with, mm. with, with black guys. And he turns and goes, what are you, black what? Excuse me? What are you, why are we on a... Why are we talking about that? Yeah, I've got these rugby players. I want the best team and then that's that's all I care. That kind of guy will affect change because of the character involved and that's the vibration. It's all about vibe. His vibe is of love, of good feelings yeah. and he wants the best for everyone and it's not a sort of power trip. But so Amen to that. It's one of those ones where I've just got to mention this Gary Vaynerchuk quote because the top of the quote is called Fuck People. So Gary Vaynerchuk is a very... Uh, have
0: you heard of a Gary Vaynerchuk? I know who he
1: is. Yeah, He's, he's quite really polarizing. He's sort of... Very an, polarizing. Uh,
0: annoys some people, but he's he's certainly given these... Um, he's created a media company and he's risen to the top. That's already. it. That's it. And his one... So this is just great
1: because it just sums up opinions uh, on this. Buy a red car, people will say you should have bought a blue. Start a business, people will say you should have got a job. Get married and people will say you picked the wrong partner. Learn a trade and people will say you should have gone to college. Everyone has an opinion about everything... You'll go crazy trying to please everyone. Don't even try. Listen, smile, agree,
0: then do whatever the fuck you were going to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Amen to That's that. a good one, isn't it? It's true. I think it's that Mother Teresa thing is really good, isn't it? It's being pro-freedom, yeah. pro-hope. Bang, bang, y- you bang. Know, and, and that vibrational energy mm-hmm. of uh, sitting... Aubrey Marcus is very good at sort of articulating this. He's, he, he is, I think, the best. Yeah. Because he also, yeah. you, you know, I come at this as well from understanding... Those people that have a different opinion as well, because it 's a narrow mind, I think it was George Eliot said, that is unable to see a, a different point of view than their own, you know to have an open mind to to be convinced of other arguments is something that I want to be open to and live and live that life and walk the talk that i I put out there, um, and so to never to be closed off be- around discussion because. I think you see a lot of this, as I was saying, is that, you know, that kind of truth, that raw, authentic version of things doesn't need to be hidden by anything, does it? So everything can be challenged if it stands, if it's solid and stands up. And if something needs to be hidden away or in dark corners or whispered about or, you know, then it's not robust enough to withstand the scrutiny of natural light shining on it. So,
1: Amen. Yeah. I love that dude. I've got one more I want to say because I know on. you'd love this. Go this is John.
0: It. This is John
1: Lennon. Um and uh because I got a bunch of these recently
0: because Hey, hope you're gonna do the like uh Liverpool accent as well. The oh, John Lennon. Dude. What a legend. Dude,
1: now you read it out. Hey, I'm in not a, doing a John a, Lennon in a John Lennon accent. There's people we we'll do it doing an Angry Dave accent. For some people John Lennon's the same. When it gets down to <laughs> <laughs> This is it. When it gets down to having to use violence then you are playing the systems game the establishment will irritate you pull your beard flick your face and make you fight because once they've got you violent then they know how to handle you the only thing you can the only thing they don't know how to handle is non-violence and humor humor is the
0: so- humor let's not forget that let's take let time humor to be able to laugh yeah is the rawest of human emotions, big time, I think. Big time, and it also pierces the buzz bubble. We've said it so many times. is a big thing for us, right? So yeah. I love co- comedy and humans who are able to laugh at everything and from all angles yes. and themselves yeah. particularly to yeah. laugh at yourself. Yeah, because the egos of powerful people that are unable to be challenged by humor are the are the most dangerous ones, really, because they're so fixed in their positions of. Be believing and not taking another opinion that humor is the one john then has cracked that there hasn't he because Please. humor is the one thing that cuts through all of that oh, so when people epic. laugh it's like yeah we know that's the mm. truth
1: <laughs> so true And i remember um on one of my wipeouts on that gnarly surf in the week i um landed on my on my board this isn't the original wipeout but i landed on my board on my on my bum so yeah. i sat on the board as i completely stacked it and then popped out back the other side like a free it was the freakiest bit of luck I've ever had. And um me and this mate of mine, Rory, I'm sure Rory you're listening, um love surfing with you man. Um we we just had absolute fits of giggles when we finally saw me because he saw the saw the wipe out and we were just absolutely losing it. Um but it's it's cathartic. It helps you helps you heal and you then okay, right, next. Let's go, next, let's go. Um nothing nothing quite like a giggle for that at all. Um, dude very nice nice intro there Um, second number two bit of breathing bit bit of mindful surfer so let's take a breath in through the nose and then breathe out and breathe in and breathe out and take a breath in And breathe out. On these last two breaths, just hold your breath at the top. So take a breath in. Just hold your breath. And breathe out. And then one more breath. Take a breath in through your nose. Hold your breath. And then breathe out. Well done, guys. One area that is incredibly important. I say one area. I mean, forget what I said. Basically, life. Life is a series of habits that you do. And excellence is therefore not something that you have or do, but it is a habit as Aristotle once said. And consistency of wellness is the consistency of your surfing. So your surfing and your and your life and how often you get to surf and how much enjoyment you get from it and the progression of it, and just the whole thing we'll call surf is a reflection of your habits. And habits are so powerful because when we're in a chain of habits that don't necessarily help us and aid us and take us forward we don't even know we're doing them and that's why they're called habits so they're unconscious so your subconscious mind does them for you so the body this is what's fascinating about the body the body will have done your morning routine for you not your mind we think that the mind is in control of the body and it's the other way around there's an, there's an analogy that, that mindfulness scientists use, which is the elephant and the, and the rider of the elephant. The, the rider thinks it's got the elephant control sort of thing. <laughs> if the elephant wants to turn left, it will fucking turn left if yeah. it wants to. <laughs> and that's what we call the subconscious mind. So you have the conscious mind, subconscious mind. The elephant's in control. How do you shift the subconscious mind? How do you actually shift habits, which do last a lifetime unless someone... Um, raises their awareness. Well, actually, for me personally, in my work in mindfulness, coaching people for 15, 20 years almost, in mind and body health and wellness, is it's mindfulness itself. And I've said this before that that meditation practice shifts your brain. And if the brain doesn't shift, if the brain doesn't change, then it's hard to affect change in other areas. We've got to we've got to kind of basically do weight training for the frontal cortex, and get that limbic system, the fear system, the system of reactivity. We've got to get that system to to shrink. And so st- studies that show images of people's brains who've meditated for more than ten years, there's a a larger frontal cortex and a smaller limbic system. And then it's the other way around in someone who's lived a more normal life. Now the question then becomes: Well, are some people more naturally mindful? than others and therefore in better habits anyway? And the answer is yes, of course. However, are there habits in all of us that are slightly holding us back in some ways? Yes, even in the most mindful people, mindful person. So I'd say for everybody, some form of daily two, three times a day practice of slowing down completely is the changing of the habits because you're making the present moment in the frontal cortex, your, your shrine, your temple, and you're going to breathe through it. And you're going to focus on your breath or focusing in your yoga. Yoga is another variation or a mindful walk or something. And what it requires is doing it, but it also requires being assertive about that me time self-management. And that's, that part is even maybe bigger than the previous part because you've got to be able to go, no, I know my schedule's like this. But this is where I do it, and it's finding and it's where it happens. And you make and you make the time. There is no such thing as having time. There's another thing called making the time. We've never got enough time well, for any of these things, and that's 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 one of those realities. It's get it's getting that frontal cortex work in there that can raise that awareness, no matter what and where. I mean, listen. In some senses, you know, let's say you are literally an ambulance driver and you got your shift from there till there. Okay, yeah. There are moments and times where it's just blocked out. It just is what it is. But, there's, but if there's nuance, if there's some way of you being able to create that bit of time to slow down, then get it in there because it's, for me personally, the thing that
0: makes the biggest difference. It's huge. And when you don't do it, you know. I think the, the sort of trainability of a brain is a really interesting topic. And you see it over the course of your own life, if you're prepared to kind of, as I say, strip back and look at yourself in a, metaphorically speaking, in all your glory, naked in front of the mirror or God or <laughs> whoever you want to sort of put it. You don't want to see you leave him naked in the mirror. Um, that, is, that is a bush, yeah, trust me. That, that is, is uh, Mr. December. Serious bush. Um, so you're saying, well, if you can step back and look at, you know, as we do for our bodies, we said this time and time again, you know, if you want to build your, let's say you want to build your biceps even, you know what you have to do to make that happen. But the brain is trainable too, right? So, you know, you can see it in cab drivers, like you're saying have uh, on an MRI scan we we'll have a larger hippocampus because of the, uh, this is taxi drivers in the UK and, you know, black taxi drivers who have to memorize, or you traditionally had to memorize the streets of London, every street of London. So their brains changed shape mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of the, they had a larger hippocampus, which, which retained that knowledge. And so you can, you can exercise the brain in the same way that you can exercise all of the muscles in, in many respects. And, and, and that's kind of true of people who've tried to learn languages or music. The, 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 new, the neuroplasticity that exists within inside your brain allows these connections to wire. And going back to what we were saying earlier, they can either wire in a positive way around things that are for your overall well-being or they can wire negatively as well. If you're just consuming fear porn, almost or whatever it might be, then they start to kind of repeat those patterns time and time again. So if to step back and practice mindfulness, yeah, and to breathe and to kind of be in the here and now is a good way of relaxing those kind of uh, tensions within the within the within the sort of thought processes that exist in human beings. And I had a, I went to a really great talk many probably about a year or so ago from a business called Fika that were really in, in invested in kind of how to a- address mental health from the point of view of mental fitness. So, you know, you know, and and the guy that gave the ch- chat, this uh, talk, this guy, Gareth Fryer, I think, was one of the founders there, uh, who's a, you know, two times cancer survivor, and has really kind of... He gave quite a, an inspirational sort of uh, talk on this. said that whenever you type in mental health to things like Google or, you know, search engine, you get these pictures of people holding their heads, and, you know, it's really like, you know, sort of very negative connotations about in, uh, kind of, uh, almost like the kind of brain fog and all of that stuff. Whereas if you type in mental, uh, sorry, physical health, you get all these images of people who are, have been working out and physical fit. So the, the, the sort of almost the semantics around it, we we talk about mental fitness really and, and preparing yourself for things in life that may or may not have happened yet. And that's mm. part of dialing down that kind of, uh, cortisol release and anxiety and all of those things that are responses to perceived fear around you or perceive whatever around you. So it's really helped for me. But even uh, the point I wanted to make on it as well will is that even as practitioners of this, this is you know coming at from my angle here is that I still fall out of those good habits.
1: Of course, and yeah,
0: then, we all do. Especially in today's distracted economy, where you can be scrolling, whether it's surf media or whether it's news media or whatever. So you have got time, you know, if you, if you can watch um, ben, ben Gravy for uh, 30 minutes or so, you can do a three minute mindfulness it's, exercise. It's
1: so, so true. And it's actually a little line. Everyone has little, not everyone, but a lot of people have these kind of little mantras in their heads for different things. And I've got a couple I want to share. One is a weird one, but it's just, I say the word love just as I'm taking off on a wave. It's become a hand No, you now. fucking don't. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> not out
0: loud, you don't. Sorry for
1: swearing. <laughs> no, no, no. Can you imagine if I did out loud, that would be really... My wave, no. my wave, my yeah, wave. Quiet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get out of the way, get out of the way. Um, he's like, fuck, yeah. hell no, I'm not seeing love in that. But it's like a, it's, a, it's, a, it's in the head. Yeah. It's that little... And by the way, actually on that front though...
0: Next time I drop in on you, yeah. I'm going to be saying, love, man. Yeah, love. just love, man. Just love. Keep that. Keep that, yeah, Keep that thought.
1: <laughs> um, but the other one is... Um, Prioritise just one word and it's 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 when i i have little moments in the day like we all do where you can just prioritize something that's not gonna aid you or serve you or just prioritize you and it's that little just prioritize and it is those moments it's like a little little spare window of like right let's sit and look at this or let's just do that or and you go yeah but this is, and you have this sort of mind that yeah but this is my only time to kind of relax and unwind and 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 it's tricky this cuz then we you know encourage people oh you have got to live like a monk but it's that thing where life is so full on that if you want your surfing to progress and you because it's because it's part of your health journey as in the healthier and fitter you are mentally and physically the better your surfing's going to be that's absolutely we talked about that that's a correlation that's going to be absolutely be there that when i prioritize my health and that's slowing down to my breathing and it's going off into my i'm very fortunate this right next door to me. I've got my, my gym that i train people in and i can go in you know i do <clears throat> my yoga routine which is very about, much about focusing on the breath focusing on the feeling of the stretch in my body it really simmers down all the cortisol off it raises serotonin it gets the prefrontal cortex fired up and all these good things happen and my my brain waves slow down you know you're not overthinking stuff and it's all these things digestive enzymes go through the roof there's so many benefits but five ten minutes into doing that i'm like fuck how did it take me that many minutes to decide that this was actually a good idea this is fucking ridiculous that it took me that many minutes i feel literally different i literally feel like i'm on a different planet right now compared to 15 minutes ago and there i was 15 minutes ago scrolling on my phone or farting around with this or some chore that had to be on quote unquote done and all these bullshit things we do and here i am now in this yoga in this gym feeling in a state of bliss because my brain my brain waves are slowed down and everything's different and it's like and you do that enough times and you start to cement this. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing because it's very much like you know this will help you with this. It's a, until you then get to that deeper why and that 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 deepest motivation, it's 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 hard to know why because you don't know why. As in, if what someone's used to is lack of wellness, fair bit of stress, poor diet, whatever. They're just used to that that treadmill, just phoom, next one. So they don't, they, the why for them would be like, oh, well, I want to feel better. But because they haven't tasted feeling that much better, there's not enough true motivation. It's, it's amazing. You know, it's, I've said this before, this analogy. I remember going to the gym when I was, I was younger and I um, have been <laughs> classically, you know, as you do as a young rugby player or, or anyone young, you just pump in weights and have no idea what you're doing. And I, and I was the motivation was pretty low because so I was a skinny kid. I'd been bullied in the rugby team for being small. I was like, right, come on. I'm going to get bigger. I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. And then week after week after week after week after week, no results, no results, no results. Motivation very, very low. Finding it a slog, like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah, okay, right, I'll go. And then <clears throat> I always remember there was one week where in the mirror I had a little vein just a little vein in my bicep, and I went, "You, <laughs> Right here we go. And motivation, Jen. Was, so it's it's like mindfulness training for yourself. That's slowing down to the moment for for, for your self care. That then helps your diet be better, which helps your your sleep become deeper. It helps, therefore, your surfing because you get leaner, you get stronger, you get fitter, you get more mobile you create more time for yourself in your diary because you're feeling that much happier, you know, whatever it might be in how much more it can help you surfing is that how can you get to that stage in there when you've not felt that result yet? And that that takes the thing we said earlier, belief. It's a belief in hearing people like you and I where you can hear from their experience and go, actually, I get it. I get that if I do more of that, that there's some light in the tunnel and
0: I will feel better and it will help everything else. Yeah, because we've been, well, in different journeys really and so there's a kind of broad spectrum opinion on this is that in the place that whoever's listening to this has been often and and, you know, the thing I always have to remind myself is no one's going to do it for you, right? So you you, you can take all the advice in the world but until you're willing to step off the edge yourself, then nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to happen. And it's not easy. There are no real shortcuts either. I mean, there's a lot of pain, you know, physically and emotionally of getting better at anything. But particularly when you're talking about uh, phys- physical changes for surfing or uh, men- mind changes for surfing. And then uh, physical changes for life and mind, surf- uh, mind changes for life. But the practices and the habits that you uh, put in play to do it, like you say, will becomes kind of like muscle memory. And the more you do it, the better you get. And there is no feeling. Uh, I, I use actually the last few weeks. I've 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 I got a bit lazy. I've missed a couple of swim trains and been distracted on various bits and pieces, from the very mundane to the kind of the, the more more kind of uh, pressing needs. And you and, and you, it never feels good that right. So, but as soon as you return to training, like I started again, uh, and even if it's the smallest of step, you never feel bad for getting fit. And the fitter you are, m- mind and body. It's a great feeling. I, I can't sort of say that enough. D- the, the, there are there are parts of the endorphin release that come from being, you know, fit for life that you can't describe until you start doing it yourself. And it, it, it never feels bad to be fitter than you were. And this is all incremental, by the way. It's, it, it, it's not comparing yourself to other people to sit there and go, well, I'll never be as fit as that person, person X there, or I'll never be as fit as that athlete. Well, of course not. But I can't stress enough the more that you're fitter than the person that you were the week before or the day before is the most powerful step you can take to changing your whole life. That's the biggest one. And that's a beautiful line, dude. The
1: uh, bringing it back to just you. It's your journey. It's so unique to you. You know, what board you ride, how your training is, what diet you're on, you know, these whole, all these little melting pots that come together, that um, that it's course, it's it's easy to start comparing and start feeling bad for that. And I've done that a number of times myself and I still do it to this day where I compare my surf ability to someone else and don't feel good for it and feel bad for it. Whatever that word, you know, bad, what, what, what do I feel? I feel like I'm maybe kind of wasting my time, if you know what I mean? Like it's not, what am I doing this work for actually? It's only producing this result. What a measly result, like when I've, Surf yesterday, and I was on a board that was kind of clunky, and I have actually subsequently sold it. I just haven't flowed with that board.
0: Well, I'll say that because I'm going to do a listener's question. Two listeners' yeah, questions. we'll come back to the- I- at the end of the show. All oh, right, good, yeah.
1: good. Let's our new segment. Yeah, and basically, yeah, I've, I, I, I had this sort of fuck. I could shit at surfing. Really not good. Mentally going, fucking can't surf. And it's, again, like all this journey, it's being able to breathe. Just noticing it, the breaths, noticing just how seriously my ego is taking itself. Lightheartedness. And I remember, I remember having a, a skunk of a wave and did a terrible turn on one wave yesterday. And as I was paddling back out, I, I was having all this. And then I just looked over at my mate, uh, Ollie, I'm sure Ollie's listening to this. If he's not, Ollie, why you're not listening? Um, he's not. <laughs> he's so noisy. He? In fact, the other day he was like, "I'm not fucking listening to your podcast. I, I've got enough shit from you already." <laughs> and it, I saw his face, and he was looking so silly, and he had this little weird, funny wipeout. And I just watched him, and I giggled. And again, like a lot of the times, it's giggling, it's laughed, it's smiling that it gets you out of that. Fu- and I just went, "Oh come on." And my next wave was the best, of the best of the session. That happened. That kind of thing, you know, happens all the time, but. Um, I can't remember where I started that thread from. Well, but certainly
0: anyway, la- certainly laughter is the best medicine for everything. In a yeah, way. and then of course it is, and then so is working out and surfing yeah, and all of that stuff. That's it. That's it. And but no, Realist. man,
1: great, great chat there. We, we, segment number three. We're just going to cover a bit of mind and body. I really want to mention something. Um, so this is segment number three: mind, body, stoke. Things Liam and I have been working on with the mind and body to raise the stoke. Um, fasting. I've upped my fasting. It's had a really good impact. And we know your fasting does this thing called autophagy. Autophagy is the eating up of one's own body as a way of recycling out old old dead cells and getting rid of old... old basically, imagine, imagine the analogy is like decluttering your house. You're just getting rid of old junk. That's what fasting does. So that's obviously very beneficial to anyone who wants to get better at surfing because your surfing is a reflection of your... Strength and fitness and leanness and wellness and whatever. And I have consistently intermittent fasted until two or three in the afternoon for more than a decade now. But I've played with the one meal a day thing. And I, not every day, but I'm on this every other day, one meal a day. Little bit leaner. Uh, knee feels a little bit better. Um surfing feels subsequently better. So I feel a little bit stronger. When I go to work out, there's I've got this extra energy from somewhere. It's like I'm I've been doing these really good workouts of late. And so I'm it's it's amazing how habits are. I'm now on the habit of one meal a day. And it's it's amazing because the first couple of days I tried it, because I kind of knew I had to I wanted to make a little shift because I just could sense I needed to. And first day I was like, oh, I really want my lunch. Because I love my lunch. A bit of salmon, some veggies, some avocado, whatever. And it's all very healthy. It's low-carb and delicious and full of good stuff. But I was just like, come on. And it's like, oh. And my hack for that was a bit more yoga. So I did a little bit more of that sort of stuff. And I just went and did more walking. And I got on with more things. I just got on with different chores and bits and bobs. Before I knew it, I was into 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 6 p.m., I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, I'm here now. And then now, now I've started to build that habit, I'm not even thinking of food. And I'm, and I'm near where I normally eat each day, but because my body's now being trained to like, oh, okay, eat in the evening. It's also massively improved my digestion even more. My digestion, digestion was okay before, like anyone's just goes through different waves, but more consistent digestion. And as, and as we know, your gut bacteria is a reflection of your wellness, especially in the brain. So mood has been good too. Now, what I'm saying here is, that, is, that, is this. we Whenever you and I discuss nutrition, it is more about the mindfulness of nutrition itself and how you approach habits and whether you feel like you need to make a change and all those sorts of things than it ever is the specifics themselves. So whether you want to try fasting or not, that's by the by. I recommend it. I really do. And, and, and if you do do it, start with, you know, just, and eating at 11 o'clock 12 o'clock maybe then move it to two maybe try one meal for the day whatever but it's really much more these insights we share dude and we talk to us a lot about how to affect change and it's it's it's, it's you're going to have this inertia to stay the same that's what humans oh we're habit machines to create a new habits going to be hard but the other side of that difficult, that challenge is the benefit. And then when your surfing reflects that, you'll be so fucking happy that you did it. When you're leaner, when you're fitter, when you're stronger, and you just think, this is what I value in life. I don't value fucking chocolate and crisps over this. This, this is what means something to me. Those that 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 five minutes of eating crisps. How can that be outweighed by three hours of barrels where you're tucking into the. Tube and you're hitting the lip and you're feeling great. Like you can't fucking compare.
0: Well, it's a difference. I mean, this is deep, man. But um, deep, man. It's a difference between short-term, in inverted commas, nourishment and deep spiritual nourishment. And the, the deep spiritual nourishment that you get from making those gains, particularly then when you put it into your surfing, is more satisfying than any. And this is me even saying. As a beer fanatic, than any great beer, crisp chocolate, whatever it might be, Uh, and I'm saying that as somebody who gets a great deal of nourishment (laughs) and satisfaction from those (laughs) (laughs) from those things, proper job. Although, thank you to New Devon Army that New Devon Ale. I I picked up some of those from Jace yesterday and drank them, and they were delicious. Nice, very nice, very very felt very very whole foody, as I keep saying. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the, that spiritual nourishment is really satisfying. It's the it best nourishment come, comes from making those kind of hard steps along the way to getting that point where you go, oh wow! And you've said this before, dude. It's so important to keep
1: repeating this that there's so much of it social. Yeah, you know, when you think of how ego is, and we have got, got this paradigm of peers, and you know they expect this from you, and they've always known you like that, and you then don't go to the pub, and it's like, what? Yeah you're not what? i mean a disclaimer we, we like you to i still say go the to say, the pub. yeah i
0: know i know well yeah, i, I and do you, have, and you weren't there by the way i was the, uh, not surfed, there i know the I know. surf club uh, it drinks. was
1: it was the club drinks and i was not there but it's that thing where you know we've got to be authentic and if you have an authentic calling to to go elsewhere in life and therefore you're surfing as well that you must follow it yeah um, dude, segment number four. Now, we normally do surf media, but we're gonna, we, we, we get a lot of questions now. Yeah. And we start looking at questions. Maybe not every week, well, but certainly we'll, weeks we'll, when we've got we'll, them. We'll
0: still put some surf media in there. And by the way, do check out Ben Gravy Surfing Damn Nazare. straight. Watch that. Read. Ben Gravy Nazare. Um, but Matt, I won't go with surnames because they might We're going
1: to call this so, segment number four. Question Connor.
0: Listener's questions. Yes. going to say reader's questions, but reader's they're not questions. reading anything. Yeah, go. Um so Matt wanted to know, he said, Am I remembering correctly, does one of you ride an Almeric rocket wide? If so, would you recommend it as a step up from the puddle? Now, Will, it's not the it is the rocket wide, isn't it? That yeah. you and you yeah. might, you were gonna tell a story about this earlier. So good timing for Matt here. Um, would you recommend it as a step up from your puddle jumper?
1: No. I, I...
0: Yeah, we'll just leave it there.
1: And and <laughs> yeah. then right, next question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But then there's there's nuance in that. So so no, I r- mostly no, but it depends on your level of surfing. I I don't think I'm quite good enough to make the most of that board. I or not just good enough. I think what it is with boards, it is always a gamble. I got people who, I know who don't love the puddle jumper, which is our favorite board. They find it too sort of fat and they can't move it around where they want to and whatever. Like just cuz it's the what we think is an amazing board. You know, it, so you've got to take a plunge. It's always a little bit of a risk. And for you the waves it, you surf. Waves, right. So many things, your ability, your yeah. fitness, your, your weight, your height, the waves you get to surf, how often you surf them, how you want to surf, the fins you want to put in there, uh, what you think is a good turn, what you don't think is a good turn, whether you feel like flow is more important to you than, than being radical. I what. Uh, that's like 13, 14 out of another hundred yeah. of nuances. So... With boards, get the literage that you think is about right and you go from there. What I've discovered from the Rocket rocket Wide is this. When I want a medium wave board, it's not a big wave board, but it certainly is a step up from the puddle, right? So that Matt's question is is relevant. I think it's it definitely is a step up. It, it'll take you into into tighter pockets of the wave than the puddle will. The puddle will race past, whereas the Rocket ride will want to come back up near the pocket more surf surf, surf vertically and more radically. I felt it with the waves we have in England, it did not do that. And I've theref- I've also ridden it in a range of those waves. I've ridden it in some real juicy stuff, curvy stuff, punchy stuff, small stuff, whatever. And it just hasn't done it for me. I've tried it with a number of different fins. As you know, I'm a big fan of loads of different types of fins and setups and stuff. And I just found it consistently... A difficult board to surf because the what because the nose was narrow like a short board, but then had this strange extra pop and float in it like an epoxy, because it's an it's an epoxy board. So it it, it made me kind of think, oh well shit. Well if I want to do shortboard turns, I need a board that sinks and is reliable and goes rail to rail like a PU board. Mm. PU boards um lay into the ocean when you bottom turn a PU. They sink and then you, you, you come up the lip and you smack, obviously. You get an epoxy board and even even on lower literage than normal, you're not going to do that because they, w- they want to stay high, high on the surface of the water, which is great for little waves. But for me, that rocket wire wasn't a little wave board. It wasn't a puddle jumper. Mm-hmm. It was a board for better waves. So it was a real like, right, right. Lesson learned. When I want to get a shortboard again, which is what the rocket is, I think. When I want to get another one, uh, something like that, I'll go longer, firstly, yeah. and I'll go uh, polyurethane. I'll go PU. Yeah. And you learn lessons. Every single board, you learn a lesson. It's and
0: all I, good. And I would add to that. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. You know, we love the puddle, and um, we'll get I haven't got time to do the next question related to, to, to the puddle. We've spoken a lot Save about it that. Save it for next week. But one of the things I would say... As a the kook, if you like, of our re- relationship, depending on what you what you're looking at, sometimes. Oh, but in terms oh, of the, the the less experienced yeah, from looking. different different sort of uh, conditions, is that I had to really look at myself about boards from the point of view that is it the board that I'm thinking can't do the things, or that I need a step up for, or is it me that needs to train and practice and develop my body or my skills to take the board I'm currently on to be a step up in itself. So. Sometimes we get talk, we get asked about this quite a lot, don't we, about like step ups or boards and that sort of thing. And you can have as much or more impact stepping up yourself than you can by changing the board. So I would always think about that before deciding what Such board to choose Such a get good on. point.
1: So true. And, and often times it is that range of factors, but it's mostly it's mostly us. And then, the, but then there's that, there's that other bit, which is that you, you know, because you, I've seen your surf progress. Yep more on certain boards. I really have. Yeah. And I've, I felt mine has progressed more on certain boards. And they're often the boards, let's be really frank, that that are a bit more forgiving. That's kind of I'm the always, reality of things. Always, yeah. They always, always are. Guys, thanks so much for
0: having us. Yeah. See you. We'll we're we're back. back. If we can get in the studio. If we can again. get in the studio <laughs> next week. See you. See you. Bye.